The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. I don't work for the NBA. I don't have to sit here and be Mr. Houseman. Uh, that was That was some crummy, crappy shoddy, inferior basketball. I like my offense. I need my offensive basketball. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Uh, but, you know, I guess they don't they don't ask me these things. But uh, it was a, a miscalculation for both teams. The Celtics get the win. I assume you watched the game. Maybe not. Maybe you, you were doing something else, watching the hockey game. I don't know. Why would you do that? Uh, but the Celtics win 96-83 to and now are on the brink of eliminating LeBron. It is possible to have an NBA Finals without LeBron James. It can happen. We might live long enough to see it. We It might actually happen. We'll find out. So what is the story here? Well, the, the story is the bad shooting. The, the Celtics won a game where they shot less than 37% in a playoff game. In an even-up playoff game, they shot less than 37% and still won. The starting backcourt for the Celtics took 30 shots. They made seven of them. The starting backcourt for a team that won in the playoffs. And it, you know, Cleveland, they played the way we thought they would play. A lot of turnovers, not many assists. The assist-to-turnover ratio 
which has the great Bill Fitch, legendary NBA coach, look him up, Google him, told me years ago. You look at, he said, you look at the hustle stats and you look at the assist to turnover ratio. That's all you have to look at. The Cavaliers, you'll find out who won. Cavaliers were plus two. They had 15 turnovers, 17 assists. The Celtics, they turned the ball over eight times and they had 18 assists. So neither team passed the ball as far as the assists are concerned all that much, but the Celtics were plus 10. The Cadavers were only plus two. Advantage to the Celtics, who were led by Jason Tatum, who had 24 points, and they win the game at home. They're 10-0 and at home. It's only happened a few times in NBA history where a team has been that dominant, uh, especially a team without the headliner. Right? I mean, the, the, this was a supposed to be a ragtag situation for the Boston Celtics. At the start of the playoffs, they – uh, I, I actually was uh, remembering on the air the, the night that the news came down that Kyrie Irving was going to be out for the duration of the regular season in the playoffs, and the thinking was, well, they'll, they'll win a round, but they're not going to win two rounds. And now the idea that the Celtics can win three rounds and take down the almighty one, the all-powerful LeBron James, oh, man, that's something. And this is, you talk about a level of embarrassment, what should be a level of embarrassment here. For LeBron James, right? This is the B squad of the Celtics. Right? These are unproven players, second-rate players. The collection now they were drafted high, but pretty much everybody who starts in the NBA was drafted in the top ten, or so it seems uh, in, in the NBA. But man, that's uh, that's quite the turn of events for the Boston Celtics in a couple of weeks. So what is the story here? What's the storyline? Because you can't have LeBron lose. LeBron's the mythical character. He cannot lose. He put up numbers. Where if you look at LeBron's performance in this game, you'll say, well, he wasn't bad. Right? If you didn't watch the game up close, you'll say, well, he had 26 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had a few assists there. Uh, you know, it wasn't a bad performance. It wasn't great. We've seen better LeBron performances, but it wasn't bad. And I would push back on that by saying that it wasn't nearly, nearly what was required. And you knew what was required. And he could not provide what was required. And so what has happened now, many of the mainstream basketball media have put it upon themselves to cover the legend of LeBron James, right? It was determined. We've got to have a story. This is like a a broken, you know, back in the old days we said broken record, but it's not broken record. It's, it's like you go on a, uh, a website and that pop-up video keeps replaying over and over. That's what's going on in the NBA playoffs because the narrative is, well, LeBron is tired. LeBron is worn out, right? That's the the narrative. And uh, let's uh, actually, I think we have Ty Lu here. Uh, Ty Lu, the Cavaliers, quote, coach, unquote, uh, who gets credited with being the coach, but we don't think he does all that much. Here's Ty Lu. Uh, you'll hear, I believe, the question and the issue of LeBron. Did LeBron look tired to you? And especially, you know, did you think he looked tired Please at all? Please say yes. He looked a little tired to me. Oh! Yes. No concerns. Oh! <laughs> Got to be ready to play now. No oh. concerns. Uh, no concerns. But he did look tired. Yeah. Oh, no concerns. But he did look tired. That reporter was so excited. She was so happy when he said that because I got my story, right? She'd already probably written the story. Right? She said, I, got, I got my story. My narrative is LeBron's tired. I'm going to run with that. I've already written the story. I just need a quote. There's the quote. Done. Plug in the quote. Hit send. 
I'm going out and having a beer. That's how it works. All right? That's how it works. Uh, anyway, uh, here's more from uh, Ty Liu, the Cavalier coach who, again, de facto coach, I guess. Uh, he says uh, this is not exactly the way the script was supposed to go. We didn't play well. I didn't expect this. You know, I thought we would play better, you know, but we didn't. We didn't play well, so now we got to go home, win game six, and come back here for game seven. Kind of knew that. We didn't need you to tell us that. We kind of knew that's the scenario. That's not a, you're not exactly telling us. It's not trigonometry. This is not new information here. It's not a state secret. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Please. All right. Uh, here's my, let's, go to, let's go to LeBron here. Because, again, this is the story, right? The media's decided LeBron, he's in his 15th season. He's 33 years old. And this is, oh, my God, poor LeBron. This is, this is it. This is your storyline for game, for game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, here is uh, LeBron and uh, the issue of, again, being worn out. Um, I have my moments, but I think everybody at this point is tired or worn down or whatever the case may be. But you know, still trying to make plays to help our team win, put us in position to win. And uh, we had moments. We had an opportunity, but we didn't, um, we didn't make enough plays. Cleveland! <laughs> you know what this is? This is what we call low-hanging fruit. Right? This is low-hanging fruit. And if you enjoyed yesterday's monologue about Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors and all that nonsense, um, just pretty much welcome to part two. Welcome to part two. So the question is this. Let's discuss it. You heard Ty Lue. He was asked a leading question. He took the bait. LeBron was asked a question. He took the bait as well to a point. Uh, what do you make of the LeBron James narrative that he's tired? And really what the reporters are getting at here is do you have empathy for LeBron James? They want you to have empathy. You're a bad person if you don't have empathy. What kind of – how do, your parents didn't raise you right. What's wrong with you? I didn't go to college, sorry. All right, here are my thoughts on this. I've got an extra dose of embellishment, the million-dollar body, and a no-lose situation. All right? I got all those things, and we'll mix them together. Now, number one – this is obviously a case where a lot of people have forgotten about critical thinking. I watched the game, and maybe my television's better than yours, but as a neutral party in this, here's what I saw. Extra helpings of embellishment from LeBron James. There was a point. Now, LeBron used a lot of energy. He's a professional basketball player. Again, we point out this is not donkey work. Right? You're playing basketball. There's a lot worse things you can be doing. We all agree on that. LeBron would agree on that. Right? LeBron would agree on that. But what happened here is things weren't going well. LeBron knows the camera is always on him. At any moment, the camera's on him. He's the story. He's the star. And so what does LeBron do? He plays to the cameras. He exaggerates. He embellishes. He amplifies because he knows there's a lot of dumb people in the sports media. And these idiots, they'll see these antics and they will run with it. It's so absurd. It's so absurd here at this point. Idiot, you know what it is? It's scapegoat city is what it is. And it takes the trained eye of a professional to see this. And it's all of the surrogates. It's all of the the fanboys in the media, the fanboys and the fangirls in the media. They're like, we're going to do the dirty work for LeBron. 
We're going to help him out. Open your eyes. You t- Tell me you didn't see that. He was embellishing what was going on here. LeBron James, to say that he was tired, it's overstating it. It's overstating it. I'm tired of it. Stop. The second thing here, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a couple of months ago, a story came out. It was, I believe, from a podcast interview. Who the hell knows? There's 8 million podcasts. Nobody listens to most of them, except the Ben Maller podcast, which is on iTunes. Uh, download it now. Subscribe. Five stars. And we need that. So the story was uh, some toady of LeBron James, right? One of his underlings, probably a high school bu- buddy, you know, riding those coattails of LeBron. And so. He said, hey, LeBron, I think the number was a million dollars a year that LeBron James spends on his body. So now we're supposed to feel sorry for him that he's a weakling. Like, that's the narrative, right? The narrative is from the brown nosers and the lap dogs and the back scratchers and all these people. The narrative is, well, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's worn out. The man's fatigued. You know, just can't handle it. This is where I repeat. And I know the bootlickers don't like this. I know this doesn't fit the narrative. That is not a reasonable excuse. And I would like to, again, commend Steph Curry. Steph Curry was asked yesterday a question because Steve Kerr, to his demise, the Warriors coach, said that this, you know, his team ran out of gas. And Steph Curry properly said that is not an excuse. And he's correct. That is not a reasonable excuse. Enough, enough with this. The whole, the fatigue thing, it is supposed to be a level of discomfort. I I know we we live in a world now where no one can feel any pain. There can be no misery in athletic competition. I get that. And there's a, a bit of paranoia around all of that. We have to be extra careful and extra cautious, and I get all of those things. I've seen the same things that you've seen. I know. But that's the way that it works, right? That's the way that it works. It's supposedly going to be an uphill battle. You've got to separate the lightweights from the heavyweights. And I know that's wrong, right, because it involves a you know, test of toughness and, you know, who's more macho. I get it. People don't like that. But that's how it, it's supposed to be, right? And so if LeBron's tired, you know, run more laps. Fire your trainer. Spend $2 million in your body. It's not working. I don't want to see a million idiots who are fanboys in the media writing these stories that are defending LeBron James, the champions of LeBron James, their hero, writing in like a knight in shining armor to write some blog post two people are going to read to defend LeBron James. It's ridiculous. And the final point on this, it is a no-lose situation. It's a no-lose situation. Now, what does that mean for LeBron? What it means is, if the, the Cavaliers lose, what's the narrative going to be? The narrative is going to be, it's not LeBron James' fault. It's not. It's these stiffs, these zombies that are dressed as NBA players, these two-bit bums that he's surrounded around. Of course, that to, to, to follow that line of thinking, you have to overlook the fact that LeBron signed off on all of these transactions, right? He has final say on all this. And if you don't think he does, you're an idiot. So he put this team together. 
So it's his team, right? But he's not going to be blamed for that. It's going to be the other players that are blamed. Now, if LeBron wins, woo, man, stay off the internet because that, you think about Godzilla, King Kong, Hercules, Frankenstein, all of those iconic figures uh, of mythical nature, right? Captain America. <laughs> uh, the, it, that's what LeBron's going to be compared to. Uh, Adonis, Paul Bunyan, who else? I mean, we just start throwing them all out there. Conan the Barbarian. <sighs> be no end. If he were to win a Game 7 in Boston, oh, my God, the hallowed history of the Celtics. Just nauseating. So it's a no-lose situation because if he loses, he'll be protected. There'll be a shield around him, and if it goes the other way, you know how it's going to go. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. You want to comment on any of that, it is all fair game. The number 877-99 on Fox, 877-9966-369. We say hello to the Gascan. Gascon. This is David Gascon from the LAPD. There he is right there. He's a TV star. We used to call him Gagon, but we don't call him that anymore. You got yeah, offended you, by can, that. Can you pronounce my last name right? I don't need to pronounce you. Yes, you're you do. a fill-in. You're a PR. No, 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 I don't need no, no, to pronounce no, your no, name no, properly. No, no, no. You called, mean nothing. You're below a, me. It's a closer. What? 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 We, I can't below see you? you. You're just a voice in my head. I, wow. I can't see you. You dress well, like a homeless guy. You're a bum. Wow. But I love you. Listen, I'm not going right? to let you uh, emasculate me. I know you, you kind of have your way with other update anchors here. Not, I do, no, I do are, not. That is that is erroneous. That is BS. No, I do those not. Those are on the podcast. No, if no. If you want to listen to those no, at no, no, That's irresponsible It's a podcast that not a lot of people listen no, to. No, shut up. That's the number that. one podcast for an overnight radio show on Fox. Well, you do fairly well against some of the other talent on. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see that? You want to you name names? Go ahead. Name names. Start, uh, start from the top. Well. Danny G Radio's got a podcast on there. He does. Uh, he Danny does. G's got a podcast. Yeah, what does support your teammates? Yeah. Listen, you should be I happy. Got, that I I'm thought you stopped doing that. I thought you didn't. I thought you you, you didn't don't do that podcast. It's during football season. Oh, oh, it's only during yeah. football season. Oh, see? so it's a little dormant right now. Yeah. Are you are you some kind of fanboy? Uh, Yes, gone. No, no, but yeah. I do support the people I work with here. So unlike, oh, you're uh, a team player. Yeah, well, no, I don't want to yeah. say a team player, but I do support yeah. anything that uh, my teammates do. That's do, a lot. So yeah. listen, uh, you should tell the audience that when you saw me walk into the studio, you had this big, fat smile <laughs> no, on your no, face. No, no, yes, no, you're like, no, what are you no, doing no. here in this production meeting? I am not used to this. Well, look, full <laughs> full disclosure. Well, well, tell, Danny, tell yeah. Gascon what we had just talked about prior <laughs> to uh, your arrival. Ben told me, um, can you have a talk with him so that he's not coming in here every single you know every single yeah. time we pause for the call? <laughs> and I told Ben, I said, here's what you do: come to me and coop, and then I'll tell I'll tell our friend. Just wave at us when you want to interject something. Because I told Ben, he, he always wants to move the conversation forward. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there were times where Ralph would just, you know, be in neutral. And, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. You know, Dan, we were trying, he was trying to talk me off the cliff. And, you know, I was yeah, like, I said, be nice to Ralph. I was like, is, are, are these unreasonable expectations? <laughs> you know, like, can, I can have my, my safe space. Is that unreasonable for You that? should be happy. Yeah. You got yeah. your staff interacting with you. What the hell's wrong with you, man? See, the thing is, Gagon's good with this kind of radio, whereas Ralph is good at just the reporting, the updates. The so, news? You're trying to say I'm not good at the report. No, no, no you that, suck at the, the updates. Hell? What? You're terrible at the updates. But you're should good. we do something at the bottom of the hour where you kind of compete between uh, what between reports? We could do that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I am a 
I'm a legendary newsman. I'm a news hound. Are you? That's what I am. Yes. Absolutely. The Royals having their problems on the road. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, you make one mistake 30 years ago, and yeah. you still have to live it's with that. not like we keep reliving it. No. Royals having their problems on the <laughs> yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Ben Malik. Yeah, I'm just yeah. happy that voice has matured a little bit since uh, your 20s. Wow. What? Why, why Does you sound kind of like Ilo? You should be like that. It is kind of like Ilo. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually, I parted cha- hair. No, I change the up. updates. I don't do the same one over and over again. How dare you? I don't do that either. Yeah. Games of note, but. Yeah, that's my intellectual property. You're not allowed to play that anymore, okay? <laughs> you can't. I'm banning that. How dare you? At least you're in a good mood tonight. I was an innovator. When I, when I did that, I was, it was innovation is what I did mm. with that. No one else did that. Anyone, you think anyone else made that kind of mistake? No. It was the 60s. What do you expect? Wow. Look at you. Yeah, how many sound yeah. bites are you going to put in your bottom of the hour update, Gascon? <laughs> I'm not on the clock on that one. It's a little bit different. No, you're not. No. You're not anymore. We don't call them updates. All right. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. That's so 1980s and 90s radio, 2000s. What's wrong? We're in the 2010s. And we're almost in the 2020s. you got to move with the times. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I can serenade you with all kinds of wonderful numbers about Jason Tatum. The Celtics, in a lackluster game, didn't have a lot of the wow factor. We did have a dust-up, though. We had Larry Nance Jr., who was offended by the staring prowess of Marcus Morris. I've determined that all great Celtic teams must have an agitator. And Marcus Morris is taking the baton from, in the olden days, it was like Danny Ainge, who's now the GM. Uh, the last Celtic team that won, uh, who, who was it? The, uh, the forward. He's still around. He's playing with Cleveland now. The power forward. The agitator. You know what I'm thinking of? You guys are no help. The annoying, in-your-face, uh, trash-talking. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick Perkins, right? What, am I correct on that? Is there somebody else from that Celtic team, the last one that won when they beat the Lakers and then lost the next year? Is there? I'm going to go with Kendrick Perkins. This Celtic team, maybe Baines, but not. I I got to go with Morris because Morris, he's he's doing the, the last two home games. He's been all about it, man. He had the, the whole barking like a dog thing, and he had this. Uh, if you didn't see the game, uh, he made a, a fine play with Larry Nance Jr. and then stood over the the rotting corpse of Larry Nance Jr. and proceeded to uh, say the magic word, and that led to a classic NBA dust-up where nothing actually happened. But uh, get back to the point, please. Uh, we'll get back to the point. So Jason Tatum, with those big stats, the Celtics win by 13, and you add these points on. Tatum has now scored the fourth most points by a rookie in postseason history, he needs 41 more points to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar slash Lou Alcindor for the most ever by a rookie. He's going to get the, he's good. This is going to be the greatest rookie postseason in the history of professional basketball. Jason Tatum, all that talk about... Who's going to be the rookie of the year? Is it going to be Donovan Mitchell? Is it going to be Ben Simmons? Well, Ben Simmons is not a rookie. And while all that was going on, Jason Tatum here, I know it's different. It's not the regular season. I get all that. I've heard all the arguments. But Tatum has been magnificent. This has been a masterpiece of a postseason for Jason Tatum. But you're you're very close to the finish line. 
you got to get there. You, you, you got the other guys on the ropes. You got to get there, and you got to get through LeBron, who was ham and egging it. My man LeBron. Yes, he was. He knew that camera was on him, and he wanted all that attention. He's said, you know, you ask me a question, you dare to ask me about me being a dog and being lazy and not hustling. You know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to put on a show. I'm, I'm an actor. I've been in some crappy movies. I'm going to put on a show for you. I want to win an Academy Award for most pathetic body language at the end of an NBA playoff game. And sure enough, there he was. You would have thought he had run the New York Marathon the way, the way that he was uh, acting at the end of that. And a lot of dumb people who work in the media, they saw that and they ran with it. Oh, we got a story. We got a story. We got a story. All right, but the story here is Jason Tatum. Let's hear from the winning locker room. And we might need the Romo music. Brad Stevens is going to butter the biscuits, the Celtics coach, buttering the biscuits of one Jason Tatum. Jason was ready to deal with everything that comes with this because of who he is and, you know, his family and and all and his coaches before um, because he's a very emotionally steady, smart player that was going to perform at a high level above his age, I think. Wouldn't you like your boss to say that about you? Wouldn't you? Come on. Who wouldn't like that? That's heartfelt, sincere gibberish. Enthusiastic, passionate love is what that's. Coach player love is what that is. Man. Here's Jason Tatum uh, in his own words, right? In his own words. And, uh, Jason, you probably don't like these playoff games and the pressure. You you hate them. Yes, you feel uh, compromised. Is that correct? I mean, I just enjoy, you know, playing in the, in the big moments, oh, okay. uh, right. in the big games. I was wrong. I think that's when I have the most fun, sure. you know, when things are on the line. And, you know, a lot of guys stepped up tonight. I mean, I can't say it enough with one win away from going to the finals. So you're telling me you don't enjoy the back-to-back when you're playing, like, Brooklyn on a Wednesday night after you've flown in from Toronto? You don't – okay. You don't find that much fun? Right, here, here's one more from Jason Tatum, and uh, this is on the overall experience – of the postseason? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've just been enjoying it, uh, the level of play, the atmosphere. You know, playoffs bring, you know, the best out of people and out of players. Hopefully keep it going. Okay. Quite the soundbite. Man, oh, man. A lot of enthusiasm. All right, so here's the question. Let's discuss this. Here's where we are. We're, we're on the brink. We're at a crossroads moment in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not the reactionary type. I, I That's not how I am. I, uh, there, a lot of people say, well, the Celtics won this game, so they're going to win on Friday. Right? But we are at a, a critical point in the postseason. And so the question is, what is the confidence? Let's say you're a neutral party, like, like me. right? Uh, what is your confidence that this is going to end on Friday, that this will only be a six-game series that would require the Boston Celtics to go into Cleveland into the queue, and walk out of there with a win. I will go first. My level of confidence that the Celtics are going to win on Friday, I'm going 15%. Uh, And and I could go a lot lower. I think I'm going high at 15%. Uh, I I have very little faith that the Celtics are going to play a good game on Friday. Uh, My thoughts on this, you've got Magic Beans, the marketing bonanza, and the floodgates. First of all, there are two different versions of the Celtics. And in many respects, there's two different versions of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the 
the clinical term is bipolar. I believe that would be that would be the term. Uh, the Celtics at home are now ten and zero. Only a handful of teams have been able to do that in NBA history. They have won games by a margin of eleven points a game. They're winning by almost eleven points a game. They're shooting fifty seven percent. The Celtics are shooting fifty seven percent at the Garden. That's the good. Those are those are the magical beans that the Celtics have when they're in Boston. They go on the road. Eh. Celtics are one in six. They lose by an average of eleven points a game. They shoot their true shooting percentage, whatever that means, is fifty one percent. And it's it's the opposite in this series. It's been the opposite for Cleveland. There's been two guys that have put up any kind of numbers in Boston when the Cavs have been on the road: LeBron and Kevin Love, and the other Cavalier players should have to pay their own way. They should have to take a Greyhound bus from Boston back to Cleveland for their performance. The Cavaliers in the playoff games in Boston have shot 25%. 25%. The Cavs in Cleveland, I'm talking about from three-point range, the Cavs in Cleveland have shot 44%. This is a boom or bust situation. We talk about the flip-flop that takes place. That is the definition of flip-flop, and the game's have not even been close. The average margin of victory in this series is 18 points. 18 points in this series. So you're telling me that's going to change. Now, how does that change? The only way that changes, and the Celtics were to win on Friday, well, it would take them not to be panicked and freaked out and intimidated. That would They can't wet their diaper when they walk into the arena in Cleveland. That would be number one. And then number two, the Cavaliers are going to have to be complicit. Tristan Kardashian, George Hill, and J.R. Smith, those guys are going to have to have a kind of performance like they did in this game that was played in Game 5 in Boston. The second thing, which is a factor here, is that we are looking at a bonanza, a marketing bonanza. You're looking at a holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Sunday night, Game 7, what could be a Waterloo moment in the career track of LeBron James, and that could be all, right? If it's a Game 7, it's in Boston, you've got the historic Celtics and the fact they've never lost a series when they've been up two games to love. You're talking about a Game 7 in their gym. All the advertising, the hype, the fanfare, the buildup, as much as you can get for a holiday weekend. So that's what's what's on tap if – the Cavaliers went on Friday. And then the, the final point is when the Cavaliers lose, they're not winning the championship. So whether the Celtics beat them or they lose to, to the Warriors in the finals, uh, that's a different conversation. But ultimately they're going to lose. And so the floodgates will be open. If you're old enough to remember when LeBron left Cleveland the first time and that painful boys and girls club sit-down chit-chat with Jim Gray, where they small talked for three hours, and then finally Jim asked the question of where LeBron was going to play. Uh, think of this as the summer of LeBron 2.0, because the moment the Cavaliers are eliminated, the story is not going to be about the Celtics that night, say it happens on Sunday. The story is going to be about the Cavaliers. That's going to be the story, and we're off to the races, right? It's where's LeBron going to go. It's this two-bit insider is trying to one-up that two-bit insider. This guy heard something. This guy knows LeBron's barber's cousin's daughter who happens to know someone that used to work at LeBron's estate 
and he knows something, and he told somebody else who then told a friend at the club, and then who? it got to this writer, and then he put it on a blog that three people read, and it got repeated through the echo chamber. Not so. Don't ask me to repeat that. Uh, but that, that's the point. We're, listen, we're, we're, we're off to that kind of situation. So. The Celtics are winning this series. They'll win in seven. They ain't winning on Friday night. We say hello in for our friend Eddie. Uh, we wish Eddie the best. We say hello to the one and only Gagon. That's Commander David Gascon from the Los Angeles Police Department. David uh, Gascon. You and Tom Brokaw hanging out back in the back in the day. Well, that's that's a negative. I wasn't uh, around at that time. Oh, you were. That's a lie. No, no, no. You're older than I am, man. What yeah, right. Well, around? if that's the case, I age really well, and you don't. That's not true. You're like that a is... homeless guy. You're walking around here with a backpack. You look That's like different. you're panhandling. That's different. I got uh, a laptop like I'm... in my bag. Uh, I get uh, blisters on my feet from working out. Uh, oh, really? So... You get? Oh, what a tough guy. You want the violin music? We can no, no, no. I'm just uh, describing yeah. my day. You're you're kind of describing your, your how day. I look and how I walked on in. So <laughs> I mean, was... not everyone could show up to work in like some cargo shorts and a and a butchered hat. Looks rather stained from probably sitting on it with a carne asada burrito. Uh, cut off shirt. Uh, it's pretty nice, Ben. I appreciate that. You don't need to talk about Tom Looney like that. No, 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 no. He's got, got like a, oh, oh, oh. he's got like a boxing shirt that he always wears that doesn't ever get washed. Tom Looney. A little bit different. The great thing about Tom Looney is if you've ever worked with him, if you ever get a job in radio and you work with Tom Looney, you can smell Looney before he's there. <laughs> and I don't mean that he says body odor. I just mean there's some kind of exotic fish food. That he's eaten and he doesn't throw away the remnants of it, so it smells disgusting. Yeah. Or a dead banana that's just been like moldy yeah. from like weeks beyond weeks. That's yeah. why we have lockers in in our studio. Yeah, but he leaves the banana in the locker. He does to rot and, and decompose. And he's got and a it, jar that looks like anthrax, but it's really a protein powder from like three weeks ago that he usually yeah. brings in. Too. So happy I don't work with him anymore because he he would lecture me. When did you guys work together? Oh, I don't remember. Was, was it on the weekend? Time. No, no, I never. No, I don't want to. I've blocked that out. I've gone. Through I mean, because I work on the weekend, so I don't really see you here on the weekend. I don't. So I don't well, know. I do work Sundays. Yeah. Do you? Sunday, yeah. Oh. I guess you don't hang around late at night, huh? No, no. I usually, You're a daytime guy? Yeah. I mean, that's typically yeah. where people uh, are listening to talk radio. Yeah, you I mean, know, I love daytime radio, so I'm a big fan you of should. your work. Yeah. You should. When are you on? Uh, I'm on multiple shows. <laughs> what, 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 what's your name? Well, I mean. That's Commander David Gascon from the Los oh, Angeles Police Department. That's, that's where I'm at. Listen, you should be happy with them on the show tonight. Wait, Gascon, you're not allowed to play drops if they say your name. Why not? Oh, no. What the hell? You do, too. It's a humble weird. brag. It's a douche move. Listen, Everyone no, knows no, no, that. No, no, no. Play, I don't it's play, a no, no. play any drops. Danny G, Danny G puts what drop, his... Uh, what Danny drop G, do I play that says my name? I don't know, but you put drops in, in our... Danny G jingle. In your show promos for the Ben Maller show, you put your microphone throttler in there. Oh, so. we all have sound bites. Yeah, yeah, but you put that in read. for a show promo? Like, nothing says more than listen. A show at me. promo? Yeah. We don't no. have promos. Well, we don't believe in them. No. Oh, well, we I don't mean, promote our show. Well, I mean, at least your producer does. We're shocked that, that anyone <laughs> listens. We're amazed that people actually listen to this crap. Me too. It's amazing, yeah. Huh. Especially when you're here. Why? It's horrible. <laughs> this is the first time I've been on this show in like what, 18 yeah. months. There's a reason for that. Well, I mean, yeah, the big reason. Management heard the last time you were on, and they're like, never again. Oh, Never again. Wow, I'm sorry. Do I stand back behind, like, Ralph and Eddie? Two words, bargain basement, all right? When they hear you, bargain. Kind of thought we were friends. No, we're not friends. No, 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 no. Shared shared dinner together on your birthday? Did we? No, we didn't. (laughs) I did go to dinner with you one time. We We did in Pasadena. It was some was it a Japanese restaurant? Is it that was, what it was? Yeah. yeah. You had some sake, I had some water. It was uh, good times. 
What I don't even remember what I oh I had some kind of beef or something like that some barbecue beef or something like that was that what I had didn't sound like you enjoyed it no I hated that restaurant it was terrible wow, really yeah listen I was just happy that you were actually out in the public actually yeah I don't leave my house very much I know I'm not, uh, <laughs> I know not you someone don't. leaves my uh, house. I can tell I'm an I'm a, you know, introvert number one uh, and I live about eight million miles away. You've been to my house. You know, Coop actually- I got invited up. once. That's why. Oh. I didn't get invited like the two years prior to that. Uh, that's Christmas not true. Night. That's a lie. That's BS that because is a you lie. texted me like at 12 a.m. You're like, yeah, come on over. I'm like, I got to yeah. work in well, five hours. Well, I know you jerk. have no social life, so why would you not show up? But, well, I mean- you, know? you actually, you know, it's like that uh, person's kind of ugly. They get invited to a party. They show to the party. Are you trying to say I'm ugly? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just yeah. saying you're I mean, like your that, wife you know? was trying to introduce me to a couple eligible women that were like- 10, she was years playing matchmaker. She was. Yeah. And you, of course, failed yeah. miserably in that. <laughs> That's true. But listen, at least that was yeah. the only guy part of the show that yeah. was actually at your party. You can lead a horse to water, but <laughs> you can't. Uh, <laughs> you can't lead what are you talking about? We, Danny and I were both there. You guys were? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, Coop showed up for the first time in seven years. Coop showed up. Oh, man. His eyes yeah. were so glazed that night. Oh, both of them, yeah. They were yeah. both having a good time. Yeah. Dan, Dan G yeah. was next to the dip. Why do you talk about Ben like that? Just because I was sitting next to him on the couch. What are we doing, small talk radio? What are we doing here? What's wrong with you people? Well, it's better than hearing you complain about another update anchor being here. So. I don't. Com- we don't have update anchors, number oh, one. Okay? Uh, trending That's anchors. Or trending or whatever. Scorekeepers. I- whatever they're called. Yeah. Daryl says what I'm a would, DJ. I, what would you like us to refer to you as, David? <laughs> An <know>. annoyance? <laughs> Besides Toadstool. Why do we not play the Gagons drop more? We need to play that more. Because uh, I, I know David doesn't like it that much. Oh, you're ah, I'm not really oh, that sensitive. Oh, he's a sensitive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not even the case. No, I mean. Now we got to play it if you're sensitive like that. Now <laughs> it's not we like I go it. into the carts and delete everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> carts. That's a good That's a good modern reference, carts. Oh, good. Yes. And you're young. You're younger than me. Yes? Okay. All right. It matches our yeah. computers here. That's nice. All right. Uh, Just so you know, those are like eight-track looking things we used yeah. to use right. at radio right. stations. Everyone shut up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Kubaloop, go. Former All-Star Carlos Gomez appeared on M- on an MLB podcast earlier this oh, week. Easy for you to say. And alleged that the MLB's drug testing is not random at all. He said he believes that the league targets older and Latin players. Is he reaching, or is there maybe something to that, Ben? No, he's being paranoid, right? Number one, this is the victim mentality, right? Woe is me. Life is unfair. Baseball's targeting Latin players with these unfair obstacles. My advice is this. If you're going to cheat, either do a better job of finding masking agents, or you're going to get caught, right? That's it. And number two, now, if you want to go criminal deep state, which I know a lot of people do these days— I do buy into the conspiracy that Major League Baseball has a list of protected players that are given a free pass. Kind of like in the NBA, certain number of stars. I'm not naming names. I'm not going to say LeBron or anybody like that. But a certain number of players can get away with it. I buy that, but I don't buy that they're targeting Latin American players. Next! Aaron Rodgers was asked about Jason Witten's speculation that Des Bryant will be coming to the Packers, which Rodgers replied that he doesn't know why you'd cut Jordy Nelson and bring in Des Bryant. Now, I'm assuming that Rodgers was referring to the price tag for both receivers, but it got me wondering, who would you rather have, Ben? Well, Des Bryant, this isn't even close. Des Bryant's younger. He's been handicapped by Dakota Prescott's inability to get him the damn ball. Jordy Nelson, beaten and broken. He's older. 
He's been in the meat grinder with the Packers over the last couple of years. Des Bryant and Aaron Rodgers together would ba- they would break re- records for the Packers, franchise records, if he's the number one receiver, which it was not going to happen, but you'd rather have Des Bryant. Next. Aaron Judge won't be participating in the Home Run Derby this year, saying he doesn't feel any need to defend his title. Ben, if you were the winner of the Derby, would you want to attempt to defend your title? Yes, of course. And I uh, screw him and also J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts. No, they're no fun, these guys. Nobody is going to remember if you lose the Home Run Derby. It's a special day for the fans. It's often forgotten a couple of days later. It's ridiculous. I blame Madison Avenue, right? The advertising community. These marketing weasels, they've hijacked the joy out of the home run derby and also the slam dunk contest where like guys are afraid to do it because they'll look bad if they don't win. Just stop. It's fun. It's hitting home runs. What's not the like about that? Mallard of the third degree, that's another winner for me. It's amazing how that works. I, out of time, I guess. I don't know. What- Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for time for. Well, hurry, hurry! I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Time for Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers. These are all listener-submitted questions, and we pass the microphone over to the Koopa. All right, Ben. We're going to start with a question for you. Right. This is from Phyllis on Facebook. Hi, Phyllis. Whatever happened to Lee Klein? Is he on the air anywhere? Is he still a Clipper fan? <laughs> My friend Lee, the, Lee Klein, the Prince of Darkness. Well, Lee is uh, still an associate. Uh, I don't see him very much because I work crazy hours and stuff, but he usually shows up to the ugly sweater party at the end Racist. of the year there. And uh, Danny G hates him. Coop doesn't like him. I don't think Coop knows him because Coop didn't show up when he was there. Uh, but Dude, He walked into your party with one racial slur after another. Yes, he was telling jokes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he does a little bit of radio in Vegas, but I don't, I don't it's not to, not in any national uh, radio, but Lee's still around. He's still uh, still in the business. All right, next, Lee did radio for years in L.A. at uh, big stations like KFI, and I think he was at I think he did stuff at KBC. I don't know, but he was at a couple of big stations. All right, next, another question for you, Ben. Yeah, this is from Jason on Facebook. Will newspapers ever make a comeback like vinyl? And do you uh, still subscribe to a newspaper? Uh, I don't subscribe to a newspaper. I do read newspapers. Uh, the the problem that newspapers are going to have is the you know, it's a thing called the internet. Um, but I do believe that there is a there's a pattern there's a path rather for the newspapers to survive, and they they need proper management. I mean, obviously, the Sunday newspaper is a big thing, right? That's a tradition, right? The Sunday like the New York Times people subscribe just for the Sunday New York Times if they're into that kind of thing. Um, but they've they've got to find their niche. The, the niche of the newspaper can't be breaking news because whatever breaking news they have is old by the time it hits the newspaper. It's you know, eight, nine hours old. they got, they got to find a way to change the model. But, yeah, newspapers will, can survive, but not under the current format. All right, next. It's a question for everybody. This All is right, from this is a group question. The Little Troller. Hi, Troller. Have any of you ever thought about doing yoga or actually tried it? Uh, no, uh, my wife does uh, yoga and all that. She, whatever the trend is, she goes to, and she's tried to get me to do that, and she's tried to get me to meditate, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, so 
I haven't. Uh, Gascon's in for Eddie. Gascon, you a big yoga guy? You probably uh, are. Are you? I've I've tried it twice. Typical I, LA guy. And I yeah. actually did it in the city of Manhattan Beach, and uh, Which is surrounded by beautiful women. I, I will mm-hmm. say it was the most intimidating exercise I have ever done because it was not only yoga; it was Bikram yoga. So the room was like 120 degrees. It was 90 minutes. Who's yeah. Bikram? It's the type of yoga. It's oh. like steam. It's like hot yoga. More humble bragging. No, but the women were like 110 pounds, and they were doing all these awkward moves. It was. I, I, I lasted like 45 minutes. Who's and these the women fattest like, person in the room? I was. And it wasn't really? even close. Yeah. But was it water weight? No, no, it was straight carbs. <laughs> straight carbs. Wow. But yeah, I mean, the women in there were absolutely gorgeous too. But I yeah. mean, it was it was pretty damn intimidating. So I've done it. Yes. All right, Danny G, Danny G. No, but I'll stay in that part of Southern California. Redondo Beach, I visited there last summer and went on the pier, and they were having a yoga class right by the ocean on the pier. So I went up on the stairs and watched like a creeper all the women (laughs) doing yoga. It was Binoculars out? uh, No, 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 no. No, I had sunglasses on, pretending like I was looking at the ocean. Uh, enjoyed that show more. All right, uh, Koopa Loop, what you got, Koop? I have never tried yoga. Okay. Would you consider it? Uh, maybe. The answer is yes, Koop, because we, we, we're all cut out of the same cloth, right? I mean, we're I'm married. You guys are, are not. But if you know somebody came up to you and was attractive enough and said, hey, I want to do yoga, <laughs> you'd be like, okay, let's do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, this is for everybody. This should be a quick one, I think, but I just, you know, might as okay. well ask it. Just Josh Dammit on Twitter. Yeah. Have any of you ever been invited to or attended a celebrity wedding? Uh, what's your definition of celebrity? No, radio weddings. That doesn't count. So, no. Uh, guess what? Never, 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 never. Danny G. Yeah, no. Uh, a radio thing, like you said, doesn't count. So, no. Radio personalities, yeah, but yeah. you probably wouldn't know them. Koopaloo. Nope. Just uh, thought I'd ask. That's what I figured everybody's answer all would right. be. But, no, no, all no. Right. Next, uh, ask Ben. Another question. This is a question from Manic Mike. This is an interesting one. Manic, I love your marshmallow. If if, if you had supernatural oh, powers. Uh, doesn't that die, by the way, that marshmallow thing? All right, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> if you had supernatural powers only for five seconds, what non-sports-related miracle would you perform? Okay. So non-sports. Uh, what I would do. For five seconds, is I would go to Las Vegas and and I would win the biggest jackpot you could possibly win, for and that that would be done. That would be it. You know, it's a good one. Yes, go on. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, piggyback off of that. I'll see into the future for five seconds on a lottery number for the weekend. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so so wait. So well, for five, five seconds, seconds is a long you time, have actually. powers. You could probably do more than one thing in five seconds. You could, five seconds. Could you I really? I could do a lot in five seconds. Could I be like Superman and fly around the Earth's <laughs> rotation and like turn time back around? Well, see the first. No, that would take first, longer than no, five seconds. But the first second, you would have to pause time. So then you'd have as much time as you want. Listen, you, you, guys spend... are in, you guys are in radio. You can't move that fast anyway. <laughs> oh, shut I could beat you in a race. <laughs> what about you, Koopaloo? You're in the bathroom. Did you finish answering, Danny? I, yeah, you would fly around yeah. the world? Yeah, I would. I'd Koopa? spin the earth around. I would add four inches to, to my what? height. To, to my height. That's a drop. That's a drop. Crap! <laughs> that's a lot of inches. I mean, that's four inches. 
<laughs> I mean, we could all use an extra couple, but four, that's a, that's a lot, man. Would you like some girth as well? <laughs> Oh, man. A solid five. Guys. <laughs> five seconds, man. Oh, man. Super, right. The superpowers are limited, Coop. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, I mean that's, a, that's more than a miracle. I mean, four, four inches, Coop. What do you think? If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.